الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد قال الله تعالى في القران المجيد والفرقان الحميد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا ايها الرسل كلوا من الطيبات واعملوا صالحا وقال تعالى ايضا لو انزلنا هذا القران على جبل لرايته خاشعا متصدعا من خشيه الله وقال تعالى ايضا حاميم الكتاب المبين ان انزلناه في ليله مباركه ان كنا منذرين صدق الله العلي العظيم وصدق رسوله النبي الكريم ونحن على ذلك لمن الشاهدين والشاكرين والحمد لله رب العالمين رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقده من لساني يفقهوا قولي مولاي صل وسلم دائما ابدا ala habibika khayril khalqi kullihimi my respected elders and beloved brothers in islam all praises belongs to almighty allah who is our creator our cherisher our sustainer he is our khaliq our malik and our razik durood and salam be upon our leader and master muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam we make dua to allah that he allows for us to appreciate this great day of jumuah in a great month the month of shaaban And a highlight of this particular month is the Shabe Barat, the Yawme Nisf, and the Laylatul Nisf min Shaaban, the middle of the month of Shaaban, the 15th night of Shaaban, and the 15th day of Shaaban. So with regards to this, we have heard repeatedly over and over where Allah Ta'ala has mentioned and He has instructed Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to explain to us that this great night of Shabe Barat is a very very important night in a calendar in a year of a muslim it is a night in which allah taala will wholesalely on a wholesale basis forgive forgive the gunas and the sins of his servants so despite the night still being one week approximately and more away from us then to from now we should try and inculcate in us and try and educate ourselves with regards to the importance of this night of Shaaban this day of Shaaban the 15th of Shaaban Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam has told us that those there are certain people there are many people who will be forgiven but there are exceptions to the few a few will be such they won't be granted the opportunity they won't be granted this favor of forgiveness amongst them for example is a person who is an alcoholic a person who is drinking liquor a person who is addicted to all these type of intoxicants he won't be forgiven on this night on the other hand nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam said a person who got enmity and is not on talking terms with someone muslim brother of his then there won't be forgiveness for such a person and also nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam said that person that male whose garments whose trouser kurta whatever it may be is below his ankles then there is no forgiveness for such a person now it is not our job now to find the connection between an alcoholic what's he got to do with a person whose trousers are under his ankles and his condition or his connection with that person who is 
who is uh, not on talking terms with someone, for example. Nabi, we are the slaves of Allah Ta'ala and we have to accept the instructions of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam because we are Allah Ta'ala's slaves at the end of the day. So we from now have to have that burning desire and yearning for forgiveness on this great night, special night of 15 Shaban when people will be forgiven on a wholesale basis. So why my name mustn't be included in a list of people whose names are there for forgiveness? So from now we have to check and we have to look at our lives. Am I not talking with someone? Then make up with that person. Making up with that person doesn't mean now we have to, they have to be close to him like how we were before. Just a salam and asking, uh, showing that we are now on talking terms will suffice. Otherwise the custom that happens on just the, before the night commences, which is from Maghrib time. If you're looking at it currently, it will be next week Sunday night. Next week Sunday night from Maghrib time will be the start of this great night of Shaban. So from Asr time, from Zohar time, we are sending messages around. It has now become a custom. So we are making up before the night because it is a ritual, a custom, and we are breaking up again thereafter. That following weekend, we are not inviting that person, or he never invites us, so we are keeping that same grudge in our hearts. So that is not the correct way. It is all just customs, and customs come and go. Customs are just are not established from the Shariat, from the Sunnah. The customs of the Shariat and Sunnah, those are the customs which make part of our deen, which make up our deen. So we have to live according to those customs and those rituals of the shariat, of the sunnah of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam, Sending messages and posting on our status that this great night is descending and coming and this will happen and that will happen and on this Mubarak night uh, we make dua that we all are forgiven and we all this and we all that. And Shabay Barat Mubarak and Big Night Mubarak and Big Day Mubarak. All that is not the objective of putting on our status and posting it on our social media. The objective is, after this night or during this night, we have to see what is my connection with Allah Ta'ala. What am I fulfilling? What am I bringing into my life of the Shariat? What wasn't there before, am I bringing it or am I not bringing it? Am I making up with Allah Ta'ala or not? How many laws of Allah Ta'ala we have broken the past, from the past 15 Shaban till the current 15 Shaban? So we have to make up with Allah Ta'ala there. Whilst we are at it, Allah Ta'ala has mentioned in the ayah that we recited, Ya ayyuhal rusul, kulu minat tayyibat wa'amalu saliha. Yet Allah Ta'ala is addressing all the anbiya, the messengers. The messengers of Allah Ta'ala, first, condition, first quality, it is our aqidah and belief that every Nabi of Allah Ta'ala was born and is till the day he passed away a masum makhluk of Allah Ta'ala. He is sunless, he never committed any guna, any sin. That is our first Aqidah with regards to the Anbiya. So with regards to the, these same Anbiya, Allah Ta'ala is addressing them in a plural sense. Ya ayyuhar rusul, not rasul. Rasul is a singular, rusul is a plural. So Allah Ta'ala is addressing all of the Anbiya. This is a blanket rule for all the Anbiya. What is the rule, Ya Allah? Kulu minat tayyibat. That you are going to eat, you are not an angel. The kuffar of Makkah challenged Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Silly people, the kuffar are silly, and we're falling for the silliness. We fall and we regard them to be holy, and we regard them to be role models in our life. The soccer player, the sports star, the this musician, the that actor and actress, even worse. And Hindus, some of them are Hindus. They are destroying Islam in India. They are destroying it from the roots. They are uprooting it. But we in South Africa, in the lap of luxury, we are whistling for them, blowing for them, celebrating with them. 
part, partnering with them in all the victories, sharing the grief when they are in loss, etc. So Allah Ta'ala is telling the Anbiya, so the Kuffar, the challenge that you are, if you are a Nabi, then you wouldn't have been a, a, a human being. So the shows you are not a Nabi. So Allah Ta'ala is saying, you are all the Anbiya, you people are all human beings. You are not angels. So you will want to eat. I mean, a human being, we all eat. Thereafter, we, we, we have so many other necessities and needs in our life. We need to sleep, we need to eat, we need to walk, we need to talk, we need to do so much of things. Same like the Anbiya, they were also human beings. So you are going to eat, you are going to be hungry. What you must do, ensure that the food you are eating is minat tayyibat. Not just halal, higher than halal is tayyib, very, very wholesome, very, very pure. One is halal, there's no doubt about it. One is halal on a higher level, halal also, and wholesome, very healthy food. Very pure, very wholesome food. That is what I want you to eat. And after the results of that will be what? صَالِحَا And then you must do all the good actions. So Allah is showing us the link that if you want to do good actions in your life, if you want to be people who want to be starting our day with tilawat, ending our day with tilawat, having some sort of zikr in our life, being connected to Allah Ta'ala, being online with Allah Ta'ala, then the first key ingredient for that, the main ingredient after Iman, all that is on its place. But thereafter, what is the first step? Eat halal, eat tayyib. A person is going for Umrah, for example. He's living in, we are now in February, for example, he's living in Ramadan for Umrah. Then he's not going to be sleeping till late every day, waking up late. He's going to have that fikr that, hey, my visa, hey, I need to get this. All the, all the regulations that you need, this paperwork, that paperwork, I need to get my passport, every check, everything is in order. He's not just assuming, you know what, hey, my passport is there in a the cupboard. Last time I used it, they accepted it, they approved it. Probably it's still approved, probably it's still valid, so I, I'm fine. No, he's going to take it, even if the passport is there and it's safe, and the safe is packed away, far, secret, concealed, he'll go into that safe, he'll take out the passport, he'll see when is my expiry date, will it be valid or not. Not only for him, who's going in for what Umrah for him, his wife, his children, check everyone's passports. And if someone's passport is expired, what is going to do? Same day or next day, nowadays all online and bookings and this and that. And nowadays you go bank for passport. Those days when you, you go to the home affairs for passport, now you go to the bank for passport. Whatever the case may be. A person who is going for a holiday, he's going for a journey, he's going for a long journey from here to Cape Town, Johannesburg to Cape Town. It's not a, a drive in a park. It is a tiring journey. He has to ensure so many things. His car, his service is up to date. His tires are up to date. There was a fault last time. Is that fixed up or not? Take it. Even just even he knows it's fine. Then to take it to a mechanic, just have a check. I'm going for, you know, they call it pre-journey, pre pre-long journey inspection, whatever they call it. The mechanics will know better. So just check up everything is fine. My spark plugs, my this, my that. And then, even if they approve, no, everything is fine. You, the guy is fit for this long journey to Cape Town. Now, he won't just drive. He, knew, he knows he needs to fill up petrol. Now, he knows he won't just go to the filling station and tell the attendant, they, you know, just fill up a full tank. And he's filling up and we're not worried. You know, this guy is diesel. This guy is uh, petrol. The, 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 the fuel it requires, diesel or petrol. He's not worried. That attendant, he's also not worried. Just fill whatever he wants to. So will this person thereafter be successful in his journey? That person going for Umrah, will he be successful in his Umrah? Such a holy Mubarak trip of Umrah, 
person comes back from Umrah, he's forgiven, provided he does the Umrah correctly. He doesn't go to Dubai thereafter or before Umrah, going for to Dubai for 10 days or 5 days or holiday, pre, pre-Umrah holiday. On our way to Umrah to meet Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, we are there, Ferrari world, the dunya must come in my heart, we're there. The palm, whatever they call the islands there, we need to go and sightsee, we need to go and do all this uh, things in the, in the ocean and all the smart, smart eight-star hotels and nine-star hotels and the aquarium in the hotel and my bedroom is turned into an aquarium. I need to go see all that. Then I go make salam to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So where is the link? There's no link at all. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam loved his life of simplicity. One day he ate, he made shukar. One day there wasn't food, he made sabr. Now we're going there to Dubai on our way en route, transit, or we're purposely booking such a long transit or such a long uh, break day in Dubai just to break up our journey. We need to balance it out. We get dunya also, we get deen also. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa said, He who prefers the dunya over his akhirat, there's two choices you got. If you prefer your dunya, then you're going to harm your akhirat. And if you prefer your akhirat, then you're going to harm your dunya. In this dunya, you're going to live according to the book of the akhirat. Then your dressing will be different. Your eating will be different. Your way of transaction in your shop will be, will be different. Not just any rep come, yeah, open up this, I'm also a supplier. You must supply me, I'm also your agent. Whether it's halal, whether it's haram, whether it's permissible, whether it's not permissible. If we are choosing akhirat, our business will be affected. Our house, our lifestyle will be affected. But if we choose the dunya, then we'll enjoy everything. We can just open up HD facilities here, and another interest deal there, and another ba- deal with the bank, another bond there, another bond there, open up another this, another that, and just get, accumulate, accumulate, another shop all on, on, on the bank, on the manager's name, nothing on my name, on the bank manager's name. But his akhirat will be harmed. You go to the akhirat, you'll find zero. Everything you are waging war with Allah Ta'ala every day, interest, and you've done people down, etc. So like that, a person who is going on this journey, is filling his fuel, he will be so conscious. I fill up fuel, you fill up your petrol in your car. You tell the attendant, now they got choice, 93, 95, diesel, 50, whatever, 100, whatever the, the, the figures are. You tell the attendant what you want. Because you're not, and then also you check, double check, that is he putting the right fuel or not? Why? I want my car to take me from here to wherever I'm going. Like that, this great month of Ramadan is coming. And Nabi sallallahu Allah ta'ala tells the Anbiya, you want success in your a'amal, eat halal and eat tayyib. Now we are in that month that is soon to come. We are in the season already. We are, this long journey of Ramadan is going to commence very soon. It's on our doorstep. So our trip, so to say, to Umrah or to Cape Town is soon to start. And we still never even check our passport. Is it valid? In my petrol, what petrol does my car take? Our fuel tank is a stomach. The Ummah, the Muslims' fuel is halal food, not haram food, not doubtful food. I was listening to Mawlana Abdul Hamid Sahib, Damad Barakatuh, he said, one Buzruk saw shaitan. One Buzruk saw shaitan, and shaitan was just relaxing under the shade of the tree. He asked him, shaitan, you relaxing? You're supposed to be 24-7 on the ball. He said, if people are eating haram, what, work, what more do I have to do now? People are eating haram, what more can I do now? All the work is done. One Maulana in his bayan, I was listening, he was saying that we take all this halal haram for granted. Don't take it for granted. Don't just say it's certified. Is halal sign there? It's halal. No. 
he went, especially when it comes to halal haram, our minds go to meat and chicken. So we talk about meat and chicken. He went to probably his friend, whoever it was, he used to slaughter, he slaughter his chickens. And he said, see, due to health re- uh, department reasons, I have to shock them, I have to stun them. But I put my voltage at the lowest, lowest, lowest. You can't go lower than that. So Maulana said, no problem. Take 20 chickens, stun them, don't slaughter them. Normally in a abattoir, they stun and they slaughter at the same time. You don't know whether the chicken is alive or is sleeping or is dead. He says, stun them, leave them on the side. I want to see them waking up. After the shock is gone, they will wake up. Out of 20 chickens, Maulana said with his own eyes, in the masjid he gave the bayan, with his own eyes he saw out of 20 chickens, 18 stood up, woke up, 20 were dead. The lowest current, the lowest current, what is happening with our chickens that we are buying and eating? Ramzan is coming, we want fillets for our samosas and bajjas and uh, half moons and full moons and all. Where is the source? What is the source? Is it petrol or is it diesel in my car that I'm worried about? My fuel in my of a stomach of a Muslim is only halal. Thereafter, shaitan will relax. Yeah, you people, your samosas are all coming from wherever. The meat is coming from wherever. What guarantee do you have? Don't just take it for granted. Maulana saw with his own eyes, out of 20 chickens, 18 stood up. So when you're eating chickens from there, which one, how much, how sure are you that the one you ate was the one that stood up? That the one you ate from the restaurant you're eating, takeaway we're eating, how sure am I the one I'm eating is the one that stood up? And what never died. With the lowest current, it couldn't stand up. Two of them died. So what is happening on a mass scale? There's a micro scale, a small little farmer. And he's shocking his chickens like this. What is happening at the big, big abattoirs and big, big farms, etc.? So we have to ensure for Ramzan to be pleasant, for Ramzan to be a successful Ramzan, for Ramzan to be a Ramzan bearing real, real sweet and ripe fruit that will see us through the balance of the 11 months. First thing we have to do, even if we don't make whole night amal in Ramzan, just the basics, keep our rosa, wake up for seri, make some tilawat how much you can, broken tilawat, no problem, and make your iftar and perform your taraweeh. Just five, five extra things we have to do, besides the five furrahs, namaz, etc. Some sadaqah, two ren here, five ren there. Just those five, six basic things you do. But eat halal, eat halal, not these things that are dying before we're slaughtering them. Eat halal, eat halal, eat halal. That five things that we are doing extra will take us a long way, even past the 11, balance of the 11 months. But what is happening comes the end of Ramzan, our batteries are flat. Why? Because the wrong fuel is in our car, the spark plug, everything is getting damaged. Our car is petrol, we're putting diesel, what's going to happen? So like that, our stomach, our petrol is halal. We are putting doubtful things, comes the end of Ramadan, what are we doing? The little bit beer that we had in the Ramadan, eat night, it's off. So what sign is that? What is it showing us? Our fuel perhaps is not right. So make dua to Allah Ta'ala that He helps us. And don't just say halal, ha, lam, alif, lam. Today you go on the internet, you copy it, you paste it, you put it on a window. It's halal. No. Halal is what Allah Ta'ala wants to be halal. And it is our responsibility to ensure it is halal. Not any organization's responsibility to tell you this is halal. No. My responsibility. Like how it is your responsibility to earn money, it is your responsibility to ensure the food you are eating is genuinely halal and not, not just on a logo, etc. So make dua to Allah Ta'ala that it helps us, give us the understanding that how important this is. Not the small little, just talk and supposed to go another 2-3 hours, another 2-3 jumas. Inshallah, we'll talk on it more in future. But this is the main point, that ensure that what we are eating is halal. 
then forget Ramzan. From now onwards, we'll enjoy and get the sweetness of our a'mal, the sweetness of our iman, the sweetness of all the other things of our deen. Wa akhiru da'wana, and alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin.